Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. So we've hit a patch of volatility once again, where good news is bad news, because good news means the Fed is not done raising rates. We came across an interview with Paul Krugman, Nobel-winning economist, who weighed in with the following observation. Lots of problems with data these days, he said. Crazy economies make bad statistics, so it's really hard to judge exactly what's going on. See, it's not just you. This week, our three things are, one, Walmart earnings. Its forward guidance is not the stuff of no landing. Two, Larry Summers. How to avoid a wily Coyote moment. And three, affordable energy. Remember what comes down can go up. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. Walmart earnings. The pride of Bentonville reported Q4 earnings this week, and it is regaining its footing with creditors and shareholders after its quite noteworthy earnings miss in last year's Q1, where rising inflation exposed inventory and cost management issues. The latest quarter was better, a beat on adjusted EPS and sales, but full-year 2023 guidance came in below expectations, and management's color on the consumer and what the future holds was less than comforting. This is not the stuff of no landing. Walmart is kind of hedged against economic downturn because it is the beneficiary of consumers moving down market when times get tougher. How its business shifts in the downturn is relevant to the broader economy. For example, it has been seeing a move by consumers toward food and health products, or everyday essentials, and away from higher margin general merchandise. And overall sales growth has been boosted by higher prices, which cover up more underwhelming unit growth. Its reach into and across the U.S. consumer, in fact, the global consumer, made for insightful and candid commentary on its conference call. Setting the stage for its guidance, the CFO noted that there's a great deal of uncertainty looking out over the balance of the year. He added, there is considerable pressure on the consumer. More specifically, he noted that consumers are managing household budgets more tightly, making trade-offs. Choiceful, discerning, thoughtful are words management came up with to describe the change in consumer behavior. No matter how you label it, we're talking about reduced economic output here. They went on. We're gaining share across income cohorts, including at the higher end, which made up nearly half of the gains we saw in the U.S. again this quarter. And we're also capturing a greater share of wallet at Sam's Club in the U.S. with both mid- and higher-income shoppers. In other words, consumers across the income strata are trading down. Reduced economic output. In terms of its own spend, Management expects CapEx to be flat up slightly, which sounds like dialing back overall spend, prioritizing what has to be done, namely essential ongoing investment in technology. Again, reduced economic output. Now, nothing in the Walmart financials is all that worrisome. And sure enough, the stock traded up six-tenths of 1% on the day. But that forward guidance suggests that the economic cost of inflation and its cure is leaving a mark. All right, on to our second thing. Larry Summers warns. I caught an interview this week with Dr. Lawrence Henry Summers. You know him better as Larry, former Treasury Secretary, 
amongst a whole range of colorful past positions. I have paid attention to Mr. Summers ever since he posted what I recall to be one of the more insightful warnings ahead of the impending global financial crisis, but I'm dating myself. Mr. Summers is warning that this chapter in economic history is extremely difficult to read, leaving him as uncertain as he can ever remember. Specifically, he worries that recent economic data, the coincident data, such as much better than expected jobs and retail sales reports, is promoting a false sense of security that the economy is stronger than it really is. He is worried that leading indicators, such as bloated inventories and payroll levels, underwhelming new order books, and depleting consumer savings suggest the economy will look very different, weaker, in a quarter or two. He warns that a wily coyote moment could be lurking down the road. By the way, in doing my research on that particular rascal, I was reminded that the first name is Wile, W-I-L-E, middle initial E. Fact checked. Back to Mr. Summers. He also opined that inflation will not get back to 2% without a significant slowdown in economic activity, something that squares with sentiment expressed this week by Muhammad Al-Aryan, who argued in graphic terms that the Fed needs to trash its 2% target, giving changes in the global economy. No immaculate disinflation narrative here. As we discussed last week, our view is in a similar vein. We believe tightening is slowing economic growth, but getting to 2% inflation with labor markets as tight as they are will be challenging and costly. But assuming the Fed sticks to its target, does that imply upside risk to the Fed's terminal rate, which currently stands at 5.35% according to Fed Fund's futures? It does unless we start to see the economy slow. We believe that is happening, consistent with Mr. Summers' view, and that should keep the Fed from doing something more aggressive and ultimately damaging to the economy. All right, on to our third thing, affordable energy. As we cross the one-year anniversary of Russia's war with Ukraine, it's hard not to take notice of what's happened to the price of energy. It's down, materially, across categories and geographies. From recent highs following the outbreak of war, WTI down 39%, Brent down 36%. In both the U.S. and Europe, natural gas prices have plunged. In the U.S., the price of gasoline has fallen by a third. A warmer winter and slowing economic growth are responsible, as well as a strategic response to reduce consumption in the face of Russian aggression. On that point, almost all European Union countries have done better than the voluntary 15% demand for natural gas reduction target. The improvement has been instrumental in improving consumer sentiment and consumer spend, contributing to the softer economic landing both in the U.S. and Europe. That improving economic outlook, albeit modest, along with China's reopening, figure to push energy prices higher. For example, WTI is expected to increase 18% to $86 by year-end, according to the Bloomberg consensus, while NYMEX natural gas is expected to more than double over that time frame, Those increases will come at a time when the long and variable lags central banks talk about are biting. In some respects, the economic cycle self-corrects the impact of all of this as the cost of energy should fall as economic activity falls. But that transition is never elegant. It's a rising cost that needs to get back on your radars. 
So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, Walmart earnings. Its forward guidance is not the stuff of no landing. Two, Larry Summers. His forward look suggests slowdown. And three, affordable energy. Consumers and businesses have enjoyed the downdraft. It probably won't last. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest research and ratings reports. See you next week. Hello, listeners. Join me, Van Hesser, KBRA's chief strategist for in-depth conversations with credit experts in my new monthly podcast, Leading Voices in Credit, where I'll interview market professionals on the latest trends in credit markets. That's Leading Voices in Credit with Van Hesser. Subscribe now.